Hi, good evening, or as Unai Amory would say, good evening. Welcome to the Irish NFL show. I presume we're still live, boys, after that copyrighted Friday Night Lights video. I presume it's all good. All good, yeah? Completely worth it, definitely. Uh, if, if they take it down, I still think it was worth doing it. All rights go to NBC Universal and Peacock or whatever that's called nowadays. I don't know what's going on. Uh, if we are taken down, we'll go live again. It's all good. Hi. Well, do you know what, boys? Do you know what? No, do you know what? I wasn't good enough the other night. So, Mark, do you want to do you want to host? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Michael. I mean, just want to say, clear eyes, full heart. Full hearts can't <laughs> lose. How to do it? Sorry, I, I didn't mean to do it in the middle of that, but it happened. But it's it's all good. It's all good. How's it going? Good. It's good, yeah, because you keep talking about all these terminologies on Twitter and, and, and Colin referring us to people who I absolutely have no idea who you're talking about, which is great. So I really am showing my age again. Have you know, well, have you never seen Friday Night Lights? But by the way, for, just for anybody, what, like, anybody listening to this in the podcast, because it won't be on the podcast, we've done like a Friday Night Lights intro, which you'll not be able to hear in the podcast. And it looks as if Brian has never seen it. That's the, which which is rather disconcerting, Michael, to be honest. Look, first of all, it's great to have you back. Obviously, we had, were tortured to have to talk to Jane without you. It was, it was terrible. <laughs> Must be horrible, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I was glad you Colin on Twitter put me down as Coach Taylor, but I mean, Brian was clearly uh, Lila Garrett actually, um, as he's never seen the show. I think we'll we'll put him in that category. I, I'd be off watching real NFL stuff, you know. Oh. Yeah. What's that? The Giants? <laughs> well, it's it's funny. All will be revealed tomorrow when our our special show comes out with our guests in which Mark refers to the great teams of the 80s and he, and he put the Dolphins in there with Dan Marino who never won a Super Bowl and within, within the five years he was talking about the Giants won two and they weren't mentioned but anyway oh, they, must have, they must have got forgotten but oh, yeah. very, very convenient it happened the quite a lot Marino yeah. Dolphins and the records that were set and yes they only got to one Super Bowl but they got hockeyed uh, obviously in that Super Bowl, but, you know, all credit to how they revolutionised the passing offence. And there are plenty of Dolphins fans in Ireland, Brian O'Leary, so leave them alone. And I know plenty of them, yeah. yeah. Also, get, hi, get the, Neil Reynolds, who's a big Dolphins fan. I'll get, get the violin I'll get the violin there for that, yeah. All right, okay. Anyway, can we just... Let's, let's get the boys, because we haven't... When was the last time we were live? Like... Well, yeah, Tuesday night, because JJ wants that. <laughs> Monday night. But we have news. We have news. I turned 30 this day last week or last Thursday, and it hasn't hit me yet that I'm in my 30s, and it clearly hasn't hit Ben Roethlisberger yet that his career is nearly over, but he's going to go for one more go. Boys, I mean, what's going on? Like, come on. Like, but like, honest, lads, like, I mean, what do we even start here? Roethlisberger will play in 2021. I am amazed. Apparently, he's taken the salary hit in order to do it. Um, Brian. I'm not going to start with you because I thought I would start with you, but Colin, I'm going to start with you, man. What's your, sorry with that, Brand? What's your opinion? Uh, sorry, anyway, I haven't been on a couple of nights. I wasn't allowed on the other night. So, Colin, what's your opinion on the uh, the Ben Roethlisberger news? Um, they they had to do it, I think. Uh, ben put himself uh, or found himself in a position where he was cheaper to bring back than he was to, to cut, and the Steelers had no uh, succession plan in, in place. And... Uh, I, it, it's it's an interesting one because I think we saw, you know, towards the end of um, last season, Ben is is struggling. I mean, Ben, I think, has threatened to retire um, certainly last the last couple of years, if not the last three years. So um, 
they're trying to um, understandably say, you know, delighted to have Ben back. And uh, I think it was uh, one of the Rooney family saying that Ben's arm is as good as it has ever been, uh, which sounds very like uh, John Elway talking about Joe, uh, Joe Flacco when he brought him in and he talked about coming into his prime and still being elite. Um, look, Ben has been um, a, a great player um, for the, the Steelers, but he is not what he, he used to, to be. And I imagine if there had been a way out, uh, they probably would have would have taken it. But there wasn't, given that they kept pushing off his salary, kept pushing off his salary. He has taken a haircut to come back. Um, and I, I would imagine this will be the last season we will see Big Ben in the NFL. Will it though, Brian? Will it? Because there's talk, Drew. Like, I mean, there's, has Drew Brees retired yet? It looks as if we could be sitting, Brian. You could be nearly sixty by the time Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger decide to throw in the top. Drew Brees is definitely retiring because he's taking a twenty-four million uh, reduced salary for the remaining months to allow the uh, Saints to be in a position to get their cap down. So if he comes back, he's playing on a minimum one million because he can't reverse the deal. So I think that's coming at some at some stage. But back to the Big Ben situation. Reminds me in many ways of the Giants a few years ago. Never put a contingency in place in terms of replacing Eli. And every year that we got the same kind of conversation, which the Steelers are going through now, which is Big Ben can still play, still well capable of taking the team to the playoffs. But what we are watching, what people are saying are two very different things. Towards the back end of the season, he clearly wasn't the same player. At one stage of the season, I remember Mark putting a stat out around the fact that he was throwing the fastest ball of the season or the fastest ball in his career but certainly wasn't evident towards the back end of the season and um, when the playoff game came against the Browns was they rallied and scored a lot of touchdowns still didn't look like the same player but um, they're in a difficult position you know cap boys are not in a great spot even the reduction in terms of what he's taking five million has put them just three million under the cap they still got a lot of uh, amendments to make before free agency starts but there's nothing in, there's nothing there to, and the draft position doesn't really put them in a spot where they can potentially pick a quarterback, they might have to look at second round, third round and see if he's the right guy going forward. But it's a tough spot. But as Colm said, I don't think there was any alternative. Uh, Mark, I was just going to ask you, my friend, uh, do you think Ben Roethlisberger will be any good next season? Do you think, be, do you think the Steelers will challenge? Presumable. Yeah, I mean, look, I, the star released earlier in the year when we were going doing the shows was that he had the fastest release in the NFL. The Steelers were clearly defining the offensive game to try to minimize the impact on him, minimize the down the field plays and get the ball out of his hands quickly. You know, something that can preserve uh, quarterbacks longer in their career. And yes, let's remember the Steelers started last year 11 and 0. Like, I mean, yes, you can say a bit of a fake news 11 and 0 because the quality of teams they beat, but nobody was saying. Ben's done eight, nine games into the season last year. It did not end the way they wanted to. Uh, teams definitely adapted uh, to their offensive uh, scheme and planning. But Ben is still, you know, he's okay. He's not in the top, maybe maybe at the bottom of the top 10, top 15. He's definitely in the upper echelon. He's still the top 50% of quarterbacks. He, But the problem for Steelers fans is, yes, there is no real... Um, contingency plan obviously they've tried drafting a couple of people at times mason rudolph etc um uh dobbs etc uh but it doesn't seem like they're committed to them long term and think their solution and ben is um you know what was the uh gotcha featuring featuring kimbra was the song somebody that i used to know uh, and steelers fans expecting the ben roethlisberger of five years to suddenly walk in that door 
will be severely disappointed. Um, this is also an art form in cap management, but cap management the Saints way more than anything. They've asked him to take a pay cut. They've spread out the hit and the load as much as they can. They've added on voidable years. This has every kind of capology trick you ever wanted in it. But when they start down this path and they start down this path of the voidable years, if if Ben does have another year or two left in him, that you know, you, you can't keep borrowing from Peter to pay Paul, and someday that cap hit will come, uh, like the Saints are going to face this year with Breeze. Um, and they're just delaying the inevitable in that regard. But does he have one good season, maybe two good seasons in front of him still? Yeah, I do think he does. I think the Steelers are still dangerous, and I think he can still do a job. But is he, right, we'll say the word, elite? No, he's not anymore, unfortunately, and I think they were found out last season towards the end. I mean, you're obviously talking there about Robin Peter to... Was it Robin Peter or Rob to... What? What was that again? Rob I, I'm Peter not to Rob Peter to pay Paul. It's almost as if, you know, we're talking about Brian Cohen here in 2007, boys. I mean, that's that, that's a whole different conversation there for a different podcast. That was a joke. I can see some people... I'm in the North. I can say whatever I want about Southern politics as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, it's boys, like, I've got... Excl- it's like uh, Arlene Foster robbing money from a uh, home to heat scheme or something like that. Yes, and hello to everybody watching Northern Ireland. Great evening to have you all, lads. Hope you're enjoying my content and my lovely accent. Uh, and as far as Colin's concerned, Cork is not the real republic. Uh, we got exclusive video from Ben Roethlisberger turning up the training. First day back. He still put six uh, points on the board, Michael. Still put six points up. <laughs> six more points than he probably put last season. Uh, if anybody's listening in the podcast going, what the hell's going on? That, that was a video of an old man running and everybody was running away from him, allowing him to run into the end. So, uh, a bit what they'll have to do. I, I, you know, boys, I can't even talk anymore. I, I'm I'm shocked at the fact that Roethlisberger... You know what? I'm, I'm not shocked because, obviously, if I was Ben Roethlisberger, of course I'd stay on. Why not, like, Roethlisberger has earned $253 million in his career. Um, it, I just, it reminds me of um, The Undertaker coming back to the WWE when, sorry, well, I'm just going to say WWF, Vince McMahon, when there was just no need anymore. And I feel for Steelers fan, fans because, well, I don't really because I'm an AFC, a different team fan, but I feel for Steelers fans in the sense that it seems like a wasted year. It seems like a year to waste talent, if I'm being honest with you. I just I can't see how that Steelers team will I'm just checking people's reactions here. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Mark. I can't see how that Steelers team will challenge next year. I can't. Not with Ben, not with Ben Roethlisberger. He ranked as the fourteenth best quarterback last season. He'll not rank in the top twenty this season, boys. He'll not rank in the top twenty. Michael, can I just say you gotta bear in mind that with the cap being reduced with the cap being reduced this year, and if what, what's the alternative for him? That, like, who's going to trade for him? You know, realistically, he's not going to go play for any other team in his career. So if they are to move him, sorry, not to move him, if they were to release him, there's a dead cap hit is massive. You know, in a, in a year where it's going to be very difficult for most teams to to manage to get themselves in a position because it's not a case that you can just say, you know, start signing these players during free agency and then trying to figure out how you'll put the cap in place come August. You have to have your cap 
Wonder. What, what have he done like a Patriot special and retired and then came back? It doesn't make any odds. If he retires, it's still a hit. it's still a cap hit because it's, he's he's retiring on the contract. The team is is it cannot just remove that contract from the cap, so it's not as straightforward as that. So there is no alternative for him. They have to run with it, and hopefully that he can come back and show some of the form he's shown over the previous years when he wasn't injured. Well, do you know what? For a neutral boys, I think the AFC needs as much competition as it can get. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, any other notes to, to talk about in Big Ben? I mean. I, I, I would be more of uh, the opinion that you have, Michael. The, that second half of the season, I think, told more about Big Ben than, than the first half. Um, I, if I'm the Steelers, I'm really worried. They didn't have a choice, but they put themselves um, in this position. I wonder, it's, it's mad that, you know, the league um goes about so many things so well but when it comes to structuring contracts and looking to the future and trying to plan ahead they you know teams get themselves into to this position where they're basically lumbered with them they didn't have a choice and i you cannot tell me that if they had the option to to do it where it wasn't going to absolutely crucify them that they would have made the decision to to bring him back they had they had to run with it um they'll have to make it work um the only thing about it is that they ensured that he didn't get hit last year they'll need to do more of that because he's not at all mobile um but if i'm if i'm a steelers fan you're living on the fumes of hope and of the past. Um, there's there is no evidence that Big Ben is suddenly going to have um, this miraculous return to to form in a an Undertaker style sitting up off the the canvas. Tyson Fury gets back up. I just don't see it. Which is music to Ravens and Browns fans who want to dominate that division. I know, Colin, but. Uh... You know, I'll still hold out a little bit of hope for the Steelers. They generally, you know, one of the better run franchises in the NFL. They'll find a way to do it. And let's face it, even with the restructure and doing all their fun and games, especially with Big Ben's reduction and everything, it's not like they're the LA Rams who can't structure a contract to save their bloody lives. Brian, we, we've we've a comment from Mal that says, do we and Haskins in the shotgun, Big Ben on the clipboard? Dwayne Haskins with a shotgun? No, no. Dwayne Haskins in the shotgun. Oh my god! M- M- I can't believe M- it's obviously there's twenty minutes. Mike Mike Tomlin will have the shotgun out to get rid of Haskins not long after he not long after the season started. I don't I don't foresee that. I don't even think Haskins will still be on the roster. That's one of those moves. Bring him in. Let's see what he's like. It's going to be even more doubly difficult for the Steelers because bear in mind that when Brown left, everybody thought that Juju Schuster would step up and be that number one receiver. It hasn't materialized. He's a free agent. It looks like that he's going to move on. And then another player who was really good on defense, Bud Dupree is coming back from the ACL injury. And before he got that last year, standout player on defense. And it looks like he's moving on because they're not going to give him the long-term contract that he wants. He's going to get paid in free agency. So they're actually losing two really good players as well on both sides of the ball. So again, they don't have a lot to play with come free agency in terms of what they can do. So more adjusted contracts on the way and pick up some second-level players in free agency so can they go again and challenge the Ravens and the Browns now. Okay. Happy days, happy days. We're going to talk. What, you know, boys, I'm just making an executive decision to move away from the Steelers. Okay, We've spent 20 minutes of a one-hour show on the Steelers. Love the Steelers fans very much. Uh, a lot of Steelers fans in Ireland, obviously, 
for your family and stuff. But uh, we're, we're going to be on a different topic, boys. We're going to be talking here about Alex Smith later on, okay? So that, that's all right. Let's, let's focus on Alex Smith later on. But for now, uh, obviously, rumors going out that an investigation has recommended that Snyder should sell the Washington football team. Colin, I'll start with you, my friend. Um, what's your thoughts on this? Do, do you think it'll happen? I, for me, it seems like it'll be a very long process. Um, the the league, yeah, this, this leaked earlier on. Um, a 130-page report uh, is what is being talked about into the goings-on uh, in the Washington football team, Dan Snyder. And um, there was a, a, a leak, allegedly, that said that one of the recommendations would be that um, the team would have to be sold. The league came out pretty swiftly and said that wasn't the case, so we are still waiting to, to see. Um, but, you know, clearly um, it, it's, an, it's an interesting situation. There have been a lot of goings on there, um, everything from the name change. Uh, I see earlier this week they, they decided to move on from having a, a cheerleader squad to uh, a kind of a co-ed squad. Um, we look the, the Alex Smith thing is is there, um, but despite all that, um, they managed to, to make it to the playoffs last year because of the division that that they were in. So um, they they could have probably done with with uh, a few more picks to to sort things out. It it is a, a complicated one because owners in the the NFL tend to um, hold a lot of sway and a lot of power. Um, but we are coming up to the owners' meetings, which generally take place in and around um, the the draft um, and and free agency period. So this is where the owners tend to do a lot of talking. Rule changes get get voted on, and all that sort of stuff. So I imagine there will be plenty of talks uh, going on, uh, it, you know, not in person, but uh, over uh, WhatsApp messages. Uh, to to try and figure this out, it's certainly one to to keep an eye on because the league is is very aware now of um, public relations and ensuring um, that they they do the the right thing. There is no kind of um, you know taking a, a position whereby they can uh, ignore situations. They will have to to work on it. Yeah, I think this this has been coming for quite some time. There's just been so much bad publicity with Washington football team for the past number of years and all the kind of stories that have been leaked over the years that just have not looked good and haven't reflected well on the owner. I think the NFL quietly was they won't come out publicly relieved to see the team get sold for a new owner who's going to come to the league expecting what could else expect of the owners around the league and Look, the team was in transition to a certain extent last year in terms of changing name, but yet they got a, they got the right coaching, and you punch it back to the football team, you know, taking away from the ownership situation. The team seems to be progressing and moving in the right direction, but you you know this will all go into the in in the background now because pretty much what will take over the news and speculation over the coming months is one who's going to buy the buy the team, and second of all, when it gets done and will it be done before next next season? So. A lot to be a lot to be unraveled over the next few months, but um it doesn't come as a surprise that this is happening, you know, at this stage. Mark, you love a good business deal though. Yeah. I do, I do. And and the reality, boys, is we're missing one key word, and you can see it down on Michael's graphic there. Recommends. There is no compulsion possible. And even the powers within the NFL constitution to compel an Owen to sell are extremely difficult to invoke. 
We had this with Jimmy Haslam at the Browns when he took over and then got embroiled in a lot of uh, controversy on some of his litigation matters. And they couldn't compel him. They couldn't trigger the requisite requirements. We're talking about 31 owners basically teaming up against one. Dan Schneider has gone through the amount of abuse that man has gone through in Washington, let's face it, with the insistence on the Redskins' name, some of the business decisions he's made, some of the involvement in the team, the damage in Robert Griffin uh, Griffin III's career, effectively, by putting pressure on Shanahan to continue to play him. Um, The fan base generally, and I do speak in generics, despises him. Um, Everybody has hated him for the Redskins and for the way in which he's conducted his business. And yet he is still there and he's still willing to hold there. I mean, you know, the immortal words of... uh, well, not necessarily immortal, but Charlton Heston's uh, comments at the NRA rally where he held up the gun he said, you'll have to pry it from my cold, dead hands um, spring to mind. There, The chances of Dan Schneider willingly or wishfully kind of give, giving this up because of further pressure, I think are, are next to none. So I don't I don't see this being like a fait accompli. That being said, the guys make great points about the owners meeting coming up and maybe... You know, a Jerry Jones or Robert Kraft, some of the key um, owners in the group kind of take him aside and say maybe it'd be for the best. And um, if they convince him, who knows? Like, is this the way of getting Jeff Bezos lined up on the outside and he can come in and gloss over everything with a silvery touch and get a nice name and focus on diversity to go gloss over the past and stuff like that? There's, there's lots Calm. of things that could happen. Colm, I know you have a point, but Mark, is it Jeff Bezos or Bezos? And also, where is Brian? I think it's Bezos. And yes, Brian uh, has been taken off by Dan Schneider after those last comments. He's just uh, you know, made, made sure that he can't be uh, communicated with going forward. I think we need to have a serious discussion, Colm, about broadband in the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. I mean, I think that will come into a very important discussion down the line. It's it's not good enough, Colm, from Brian. Um, well, that, that, that is a topic I think that might not be, um, easy to fix. It might be easier to fix the situation that's going on uh, with the Washington football team. Yeah. Um, absolutely owners, um, hold a lot of sway, but the reality is, is that if Jerry Jones and, uh, Robert Kraft get together and, um, just with the the way things are now, I think that the days of being able to to kind of ignore, stick your head in the sand, hope it'll all go away, are are gone in in essence. Um, if Jerry decides that, um, you know, and Roger Goodell and the other owners decide that this is too much hassle for them, um, whilst technically they mightn't, you know, the the, the bylaws might say they can't force it, and it uh, might be a recommendation. Uh, recommendations can uh, can carry a lot of weight depending on who uh, who is the the force behind them. Indeed, welcome back, Brent. A couple of minutes away from hearing stories about Washington football team. No well, I have another story about Washington football team. If you don't mind, boys, our dear friend Alex Smith has been released this evening. Now. Tell you what, Brian, because your Wi-Fi might go down in the next three seconds, do you want to start us off? What's your thoughts? Obviously, Washington and I have a massive amount of cap space, and I think you have a a little opinion on where that might go to. Yeah, well, look, I'm not surprised he was released because we spoke about it last week and all the kind of leaks coming out in terms of, you know, media interviews he done and general press in Washington was that they were going to partner the ways. And But I was surprised to see that it's freed up 15 million. Jeez, he was on such a comprehensive contract, fair play to him. For three seconds. And um, 
sorry. So, yeah, 14, 15 million. But a few weeks back, I said to you, Sam Darnold, potentially to Washington. And tonight it's coming out that, by all accounts, Washington have offered what the Jets want to get Sam Darnold, but nothing's confirmed yet. So there you go. Bit of breaking news for Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Teams are interested in Sam Darnold. Is this not a thing? It's been a, team, it's been a team for quite a while. I don't know why it's coming as a surprise yet, Michael. Do you rate Sam Darnold? Would you rather have Sam Darnold than Daniel Jones? Genuine, genuine question. No, I wouldn't. No, I, I believe Daniel Jones is a better quarterback, but he's only 23 years of age. He's been in a difficult situation for three years with the Jets. I don't think he's been given a fair crack at the whip. And I said to you, three weeks ago, I said to you, plan number one, trade for Sam Darnold. Plan number two, draft a quarterback. Plan number three, go with Alex Smith. And I guarantee you, come, come September, Sam Darnold will be the quarterback for Washington. Colin, can I give my opinion before you give yours? Just, you know, as, as a one-off, if you don't mind, because I, you know, I did make the show happen tonight and all that. That was a joke. Um, I would love to see Alex Smith um going to say this very quickly and move on. I would love to see Alex Smith back in the AFC West and not at Kansas City if you get my drift call. I'd like to see him in Denver. I think he'd be a great backup to Drew Locke. I think he'd win the starting position by week five. Um, just being honest. Um, look, the, are we talking about Sam Darnold or are we talking about uh, Alex Smith? Um, I, I don't think either of them are... Um, NFL starting caliber QBs. Um, maybe Darnell can be if he goes into QB rehab. Um, that That is something that potentially, but I think um, Bill Belichick ruined Sam Darnell's career and seeing ghosts and, um, and Adam Gase into that mix as well. Just a really unfortunate series of events and, and it shows what can happen if you go to the wrong situation in the league. Um, you, you fall out of favor. I don't think it's anything to do with, with Sam Darnold himself maybe QB re rehabilitation, maybe if he sits for a year, he does a Mariota, um, or he, you know, he moves elsewhere, but I, I think he, he needs a year uh, or so to, to find, I don't think throwing him into the firing line would be the, the way to go. Um, and, and in relation to Alex Smith, I think you saw, and we discussed this a little bit, but Smith's comments around the, the Washington football team um, were quite something for a very experienced guy, a guy who is usually pretty mild-mannered. Um, and that, to me, tells you about the culture uh, at that franchise. It is not good for them in any way, shape, or form. Um, even in their, their statements today, they tried to do the PR bit right, but it just it rang uh, somewhat hollow, certainly, for me. Uh, I have no doubt I, you know, he... He, he can be a great mentor. It depends on, does Alex Smith want to see himself as, as the starter? Because to me, if he went down to, to Jacksonville, um, there's a great role there as a mentor to um, Trevor Lawrence, the expected first pick. Uh, you can uh, live it up in Florida. You have no state income tax. And, uh, you you know, uh, it, he seems like the type of guy from everything we've heard who could make a real transition to be a, a great coach. This could be the start of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in finding out where the uh, quarterback rehabilitation clinic is that Colin alludes to. I mean, you know, we, we all know of the Betty Ford clinic. I mean, what is this, the, the Jim Plunkett clinic or the Jim McMahon clinic or something like that? Um, sounds like a great place to bring people to. Um, 
yes, Darnold's young. Yes, he's got uh, talent. He was drafted in the first round for very good reasons. Um, but yeah, the seeing ghost thing was immediately what sprung to mind. And he has seemed a broken man since. Um, he's too young and too much talent there to be given up on entirely. But he definitely needs to change the scenery from the Jets. I mean, Jesus, the Jets need to change the scenery from the Jets, to be really frank. Um, and look, Alex Smith, I think I don't want to miss on this point because, you know, he to me, he's been a quite an admirable character throughout his career. Obviously, his role in um, the development of Patrick Mahomes, but the slings and arrows he had to put up with in uh, in 49ers when everybody you know was disappointed in how he turned out of the first round of the pick and he wasn't Aaron Rodgers who blossomed into this superstar, um, conveniently glossing over his six offensive coordinators in his first six years and no consistent philosophy. And, of course, when he did establish himself on that team that got to the Super Bowl with Harbour and, and played quite well, obviously, two years in a row making the playoffs, he was pushed aside for the sexy young thing in Colin Kaepernick. And I was going back in time 10 years. Who would have believed that uh, Alex Smith's career would be going longer than Colin Kaepernick's, uh, obviously, for other reasons involved? Um, so the Washington football team, frankly, um, they don't deserve him. He's too good for them um, as a man, as a player, as a, as, a, as a person. And we've alluded to Dan Schneider's challenges and issues. It is... Something definitely poisonous in the water. And, you know, to quote the Mitches, the Mitches, the witches from Macbeth, it's very much a case of Hubble, Tubble, Toil and Trouble in Washington. I'm kicking them off. I can't, I can't listen to that. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, that was funny. Brian, go for it, man. <laughs> We've lost Brian. I think at this point we should move on from the Washington football team because it seems to put a jinx on just about everything. That's it. That's it. What that, I mean, that look, just... Michael, I was just going to say, and, I, and you're probably going to move on to it, like it's not just Alex Smith's release, obviously, these days. Um, we've had a lot of releases the last while, and to me, this is just the 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 hors d'oeuvre. This is the starter before the carnage. I mean, this is going to be the most carnage I think we've ever seen when it comes to cuts into the free agency period um, because so many teams have so much salary cap trouble and they've been dealing with a reduced cap and it's just going to be crazy. Well, tell the wife that you'll not be online much next week. Oh, sorry, you'll, you'll not be in the house much next week because you'll be online. Sorry, I got that wrong way around. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, lads, if anything does happen in the NFL next week, we will be live. Every night, Abu, you know, how you say 10 and Irish again, boys, 10 o'clock. Ian Dawes, three characters. Deha Clog. Jai. Deha. I was going to say Jai, okay. We'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, all right, stop laughing. It's not not my fault where I'm from. Stop trying my best. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, everybody knows me and Colbert Broncos fans, so we're not going to talk too much about the Broncos. Uh, but the Broncos obviously in the news tonight over the last couple of hours have tagged their best player, the future of their franchise, in my opinion, Justin Simmons. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get too angry to talk about this. Uh, they haven't found a way to work out a deal yet. Um, so they've tagged him. Colin, what's your thoughts on this? And then maybe I give my thoughts. And maybe Mark will as well. And then Brian, if he's back. 
Um, it's supposed to be interesting to hear from, from the others as well. But look, Simmons is one of the top safeties in the league, and he's everything as a franchise, he's everything you want in, in a player. Um, drafted in, in the third round, he's played every snap of every game for the past three seasons. He is a leader on and off the, the field. So to it's disappointing, I would say, that they had to use the franchise tag for a second year. Um, there was talk last year that they wanted, you know, they wanted to bring him back. They wanted to get that long-term deal done. Um, they didn't, and they had to tag him. Um, and then they didn't get a long-term deal done between March and July last year. And um, so they, then the, there was talk, He we heard during the week that, you know, Denver want him back. He wants to be back. George Payton gave his first press conference and he talked about signing Simmons was a, a priority, but they haven't got the long-term deal done. Um, and so they've had to, to use the, the tag again. Um, it can happen. Um, you know, we, we've seen it in Dallas that you can tag uh, a couple of somebody uh, twice and then sign them to a long-term deal. That certainly as a Broncos fan would be the, the hope. Um, but you, it, it, I think the message that it sends to others, when you have a guy who is so dedicated, who doesn't miss games, who is a leader in the community, who is a leader on the team, um, and who is one of the best players in his position, um, and that's widely acknowledged, uh, when you don't get that deal done, what kind of message does that send to the, the rest of your locker room? What kind of message does that send to guys that you might look to, to bring in, in in free agency? Um, he he is an absolute kind of a guy that you would want to, to build around. Um, there's a lot of talk in Denver about Pat Boland Broncos, that he wanted guys of good character, guys who were great in the community and great on the field. And that was one of the reasons why the Broncos never had back-to-back -back losing seasons under Pat Boland, which is quite astonishing. Um, but that was the kind of character, he, the, the bounce-back ability. I really hope it gets done um, because he is uh, a really valuable piece. And I imagine you would have the vast majority of teams around the league that would be very happy to pick up Justin Simmons if he, uh, if he were to become available. Before we get the outsider's view, which is probably better than mine and Colin's view, uh, I, I agree. Uh, Simmons would walk on to any team in the league. He epitomizes what that what what that uh, franchise is all about, and we were speaking to a guy the other night, Colin, that obviously stated that if he if he walks, if he goes, that they might as well just start again. Um, a lot of people tonight saying that oh, why are people getting annoyed, upset? <laughs> Find the money, pay the man. They've got what Colin forty two million in cap space at the moment, and that's before they cut Von Miller, who we haven't even talked about yet, who's been cleared in court today, cleared in county court today. Uh, we we think that's going to affect. His contract as well. Obviously, the whole JJ Watt deal puts Von Miller's contract in the water. Brian, I'll go to you. Welcome back, Brian. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, are you here? I am here. Yeah, Simmons. Yeah, um, yeah. pretty much. We call him. Yeah, look, we discussed it last week. Every team has their own reasons why they tag a player, and for the Broncos and for the Giants and other teams, it's about tagging the player to prolong the the agony and the conversations and the negotiation with the agents to get a deal done. So. I think Simmons is there long term. It's just a case of, as you said, give him what he wants, but it's not that straightforward, is it? Because as we keep alluding to, this cap this year is, is more difficult for teams. Um, from a selfish point of view, I was relieved to see him being tagged because he'd been linked to the Cowboys quite a few times in this offseason. So he's the kind of player I want to keep out at division. Mark, what's your thoughts on the Simmons situation? And, you know, do you think, Mark, because we, we didn't really talk about it too much the other night, but. Obviously, that JJ Watt deal now puts Von Miller's deal in the water. I mean, like I've, 
And we, me and Colin were talking about this. I think Miller could be done in Denver and it could be playing somewhere else in September, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not just Miller. I mean, you, you look at the biggest cap charges this year, um, actually, um, not dead cap, just actual cap charges left uh, this year outside of the, the super issues with uh, Goff and staff and et cetera. They're all pass rushers. Like Chandler Jones at twenty point nine million is is not a nice cap space, and and Von Miller I think ranks in at four uh, in relation to it. So there's definitely some restructuring. Maybe maybe not an outright cut. I mean, it depends on how much of a hard reset pattern wants to do. Um, but it's certainly a big question. Look on Simmons. Um, I I get it. Like I like this discussion actually because it's an encapsulation of what every single one of the 32 teams, 32 franchises, 32 fan bases go through when it comes to the franchise tag every year. It's like, should we cap? Should we tag? Should we not? Oh, what about this? What if, you know, what happens and how can we best utilize it? One of the things I'll say is it is unusual to use the tag on a safety, but it is actually a good bit, bit of business sense because the cap on the safeties is one of the lower end caps altogether obviously in terms of the calculation and the methodology of calculation of that cap. And so if we're looking at it from a pure cap management perspective and trying to maximize and indeed put leverage on the player, you know, trying to encourage them to come to the table again and, and work a deal, it is not the worst thing in the world, but I appreciate entirely your passion and devotion, Michael, whereas a fan base, you're, you're not as happy on it. Um, I, you mentioned JJ Watts deal. I am so sorry. Obviously I couldn't make, the live chat uh, with you boys engaged in in relation to JJ. I would love to have joined it because I was devastated that none of you called JJ Watt out as being a dirty, stinky liar. An amazing player, an amazing man, but he lied to everyone. He said, I'm only interested in a ring. If you're only interested in a ring, there are at least a quarter of the teams in the NFL, including probably three teams in your division you've just joined, who have a better chance at winning a Super Bowl. Uh, than the Arizona Cardinals. It's great, JJ. You can go in the sun. Michael Bilwell will take you down on the airplane. Um, you love spending time with DeAndre Hopkins, and Kyler Murray is a transcendent talent. But don't tell everybody it's all about ring, wearing a ring, winning a ring, and then you don't join one of the top top five teams with an opportunity to win. Hey. I agree. No, 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 not having it. That's ridiculous. If any of you are going to sit here and tell me the Tampa Bay that you would have said last March that Tampa Bay were going to win the Super Bowl. Get out. Not having Tampa it. Tampa Bay got really though. We have no, yeah, but who knows what, what the Cardinals are going to do? We have no idea who's going to be cut over the next week. They're not bringing if a quarterback you, in. If though. you are, if you are, Kyler Murray is, is a great young QB. Anyone can win the Super Bowl. Yeah. He is a great young QB. But are you telling me? Are you going to sit here and tell me you thought the Bills, Michael? Are you going to say that you thought the Bills are going to Greenwood is a great young prospective talent for England, but he's not going to win the World Cup next year. Qatar is it? This is this is ridiculous to say that to say that the Cardinals aren't contenders in March is absolutely ridiculous. No, 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 it's no, not no, like no. you. It's not like he's gone to the Jets. He turned down more money than uh, he could have had if he went elsewhere. He's obviously made a considered decision. Now, slanderous towards JJ no, Watt. No, no. I mean, look. Let's be honest. You mentioned the Jets. Assuming Deshaun Watson doesn't play next year in Houston, like he holds out or something, the only place worse he could have gone from a Super Bowl opportunity would have been the Jets, in fairness. Like you're talking about going from 31 to 32. So wherever he moved, he was going to go up the ladder. But 
can we really say, Colin, that as today stands, and he's got to make the decision today, and he doesn't know how it's going to play on free agency or the draft, and you're absolutely right, Tampa Bay, they didn't know they were getting Brady, they didn't know they were drafting Worths, they didn't know they were dra- drafting um, Wilfred, uh, Winfield Jr. or Murphy Bunting, sorry. You know, they didn't know what they were going to pick up in relation to it. But at the same token, we don't make the predictions in March, but he's going to make that decision in March. And in March, when he's making that decision, are there a number of teams, including each one of the three in that division, that today have a better chance to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Can the Cardinals do it? Yes, of course they can. Any team has a chance. Even, God forbid, the Jets have a chance. I'm really picking on them tonight. Sorry, Jets fans. Do love you, really. Um, But, you know, was it the big, oh, I have to think about this because I really want to win the ring and I want to maximize my chance and everything? No. Sorry. Love you, JJ. Amazing man. Amazing work for charity. Amazing player. But you told us all fibbies. Um, Colin, you compared the, the Brady move to the JJ Watt situation. But actually, we never even spoke about it. What's, what's emerged over the last week is a story that Brady was potentially looking to go to the Saints. And Brady quickly, quickly got hold of that news last year and said, oh, I'm not retiring. And then that last weekend is out doing some major work in terms of his, you know, showing off his physique um, not, not too long after the Russell Wilson story comes out. But Brady was a shrewd operator in the sense that it was the Bucks or the Saints in a division that was weak. J.J. Watt has gone to a division with three, as Mark has alluded to, three really good teams. 49ers will rebound next year. The Rams are a serious threat to go to the Super Bowl. And Seattle, whatever happens with the Wilson situation, they have a really good team and will be challenging again. He's in a really packed division and I, iron iron sharpens iron maybe he wants to, to to go and challenge himself this is this is ridiculous it's just jj it's yeah. just jj jj won't play any more than seven games next season we all know what's going to happen the cardinals will probably get announced for london <laughs> then again those, I, I, i'm taking the test it's all good look i i hope to get jj on, on next this year. show maybe down the line but not, not we, next get, year. we get michael just one last one though actually one thing that is very very relevant okay the good thing is about a Brady going to Tampa Bay, about a J.J. Watt going to Arizona, is this. That is the whole point of free agency, that these franchises that you wouldn't normally imagine have the chance, get the chance. I mean, we go back to Reggie White, the minister of defense, going to Green Bay, like the first splash of free agency in the whole thing. Like That is the beauty of it. That is the beauty of the system. And that is what it's designed to do to stop the concentration of power in one or a handful of franchises. So... It is beautiful in that regard, um, but JJ's lying. Sorry. Can we just, boys? We still have, um, sorry, we still have like four things to talk about. So can we just very quickly just say congratulations to my friend Skip, um, who has made thirty-two million dollar redos with Fox Sports. Unbelievable. Anyway, let's say uh, that's confirmed as well today, boys. By the way, uh, undisputed. Let's let's move on to our next topic. Was almost lost in the JJ Watt talk because I think it happened the day after. Kyle Rudolph for the Vikings being released after 10 seasons. Um, so he was $5.1 million against the cap in 2021 for the Vikings. Colm, you've got a good affiliation to, 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 to Minnesota. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on this move? Um, it, look, it makes sense in, if for, for the Vikings, I guess. Rudolph wasn't um, the same player as he had been la- last year. Um, but uh, to, to me, like he's he's a guy who could come in and bring a lot of experience to to a young offense. So if you if you're the Broncos, um, you know, you have 
a couple of young tight ends, very talented guys, but you're you're not very experienced. Um, uh, so that that could be a, a landing spot, but whether they would bring him in at, at that price, I, I don't know. Um, I do think he brings a wealth of experience, and um, you know, I I think that is an underrated quality in in the league. You don't want uh, too too much of it. Um, you don't want a retirement home. Um, but we we saw um, you know the the blend of youth and experience in in Tampa. Um, the the Chiefs have it as well. All of the best teams have that blend. So if you are a young offense and you're looking to bring in some experience, a real professional, um, all the stories about um, Kyle Rudolph um, were that he is a, a total pro. So um, I imagine there there will be a market for him probably won't be huge money but um there'll definitely be a market for a tight end like rudolph i mean brian you'd take him in new york immediately wouldn't you uh probably not but that's because we're going in a different direction but the, the first team that springs to mind for me and i'm probably stealing mark's thunder it, it's the patriots i think he's a an ideal fit for the patriots in terms of belichick rebuilding an offense bringing in an experienced player that can help young players coming into the team we we touched on last week around whether Edelman would be back with the team. He's the kind of guy that would be a perfect fit for the Patriots. And it's a business decision. You know, he's still got, I, I believe he's still got a couple of years in him to be an effective uh, tight end in the league. And I certainly think he would be an ideal fit for the Patriots. But he's, no, he's fortunate. No, he's he's freed up now. He'll get a deal before the free agency starts. So um, I'd expect him to be moved quickly enough. Let's yeah. see what happens, Mark. What's your thoughts, oh. my friend? I would love him to come to the Patriots. I, I actually really rate him as a player. Still think he's got a couple of years on him. I have to say as well, if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm kind of looking for help for Russell Wilson and strengthening that tight end position. I think that's a great fit there and an opportunity. Good pass blocker. Sorry, good um, run blocker, but also a great pass receiver. Great servant to the Vikings. The thing is, though, this is going to be one of a myriad of moves we're going to see. There, I keep saying this. There is going to be absolute carnage. This season... More than others, players who aren't baby chickens are going to be released. And why is it players that aren't baby chickens? Because baby chickens are young and cheap. That's the reality of what teams are looking for. Indeed, and time will tell. I'm sure Kai Rudolph will end up somewhere before we go live again. And Brian, we were saying before you went off the air there, uh, Mark was saying it's going to be a crazy week next week in the NFL uh, Will you just double check that you're fully that, that you're not fully booked after nine PM every night next week? I uh, no, no, I'm good to go. It's funny we we're going live with the week of episodes and free agency, but Jeannie Mac, we might need a two or three episodes next week because judging by the past few days, you can start to see it now creep in. Players getting released, caps hitting, sorry, tags hitting before Tuesday, March the ninth deadline, and then it's gonna be a bloodbath next week because teams are gonna to have to make decisions on players that are on minimum contracts, long term contracts that they need to free up cap space. Like this player has been speculated across the league who's going to be released in the coming days. So, yeah, we, we've got an, an eventful week ahead, even before we get to the uh, the free agency period. Mark, it'll be more tense than the 2003 Yara Star final, right, Darcy? And that was tense, Michael. That was that was extremely tense. But, uh, you know, we're talking about players being cut. I mean, just, just look in New Orleans. I, I think they're going to end up cutting nearly all the team at the moment. I mean... The current facts of the amount of people they have cut, including Jared Cook, um, and they're still 66 million over the cap. It is 
remarkable. And certainly if you are teams hungry for a talent that might have a couple of miles still left on the tires or a talent they can't afford to keep hold of, um, you've just got a kind of an eye on New Orleans and who they're they're cutting this week because Snip Snip is going to continue down there for sure. Don't ever say Snip Snip ever again, please. Is that why you put the camera on the column because of the Snip Snip? <laughs> no, Brad, tell you what, Snip Snip, Snippity Snip, uh, you can go next, my friend. Jared Cook, obviously gone from the Saints. The Saints, as I said, they're, they're cut is worse than Pete Celtic Tiger the year that I left for university. Worked out well. Well, in the space of three days where you've seen Rudolph being released and Cook being released, but I certainly know which one I'd rather pick up, and that's that's Rudolph from the Vikings. He's a much better uh, toy, and I believe in terms of what he's got left to, you know, in the league. Um, Jared Cook, he's been hit and missed over the past few years. But, yeah, look, to the Saints, the Saints are in a, a really difficult spot, even with the money that Breeze has walked away from in order to help them out. They've still got 60, 70 million to go before they're under the cap. So it's hard to see. Look, they've been speculated. I know that the Russell Wilson story has gone around the house and we've spoke about it a number of times as well. But like they're supposed to be in the running for a potential trade. But what? Like they don't have the money to even pay pay the man who was due like 30, 40 million this year, 39.1. So how are they even in the running? It's just purely putting their their name on a sheet because Breeze is likely to retire. They're not even in a position to go out and get a quarterback unless they go through the through the draft, and that's not realistic. Bear in mind where they're picking. So strange, strange week ahead for for the Saints. It's going to be a lot of a lot of changes there, and they may need, they may need to rebuild for a couple of years. Snap, snap, Brown. Snap, snap, Colin. Uh, not a lot of money available in New Orleans at the minute. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> um. It's going to be really interesting because, yeah, they, they, they don't have uh, any money, uh, but pay, they have a, a very talented uh, head coach. So uh, I see they've uh, changed their, their QB uh, coach around, which, again, another uh, signal that Drew Brees is, uh, is done. Um, so I, I think um, I do think the next week is going to be um, very, very interesting. Um, I'm surprised Brian didn't talk about the fact that Golden Tate has gone from from the Giants um and uh that that's obviously uh you know a guy who uh a few years ago there's going to be quite a few guys i suppose who are names um who will will be let go in the next few weeks but um you know they until that um camp space or the the minimum is is absolutely set out we know where the minimum maximum we know where we stand um some of these guys i think mark is right some of the the older guys with names they may end up um kind of um hanging around for longer than they ordinarily would i think in in the usual season they get picked up pretty quick but i think teams are going to want to see where they stand so this could drag a little bit you will have um, a lot of cuts. You'll have obviously guys who'll definitely get picked up very quickly, but I think for a lot of guys, they might be waiting until potentially even after the draft before teams really know where where they stand and and what they have on their their roster. So this could be another unusual uh, year. You're on mute. Sorry about that technical difficulty. I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, We've one more topic to go, and I fully agree with what Colin said. But do you know what, boys? It's about the Giants. It's about Golden Tate. It's not 2017. Brian, do you want to do you want to talk about this? The, the Giants have released 
Golden Tate, just to, to round us off. There's very little to be said. You know, it was, it was an expected move, 6.2 million saved on the cap. Um, the move has never worked out. It was a strange move when they got him. It was, wasn't long after Beckham had been traded. He was never a, a number one receiver. Um, I think there was an expectation he would be. He's more of a slot receiver. Hasn't worked. Hasn't been the greatest player, teammate to some of the guys over the past few years. Um, had that story last year where his wife came out rattling the joints because he wasn't getting enough of the ball. He wasn't getting enough of the ball because he wasn't good enough. And he's had injury problems. Look, it's 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 a business decision. But to be honest, he, he'll get picked up somewhere and he'll get a deal. And who knows, he might have a better season than what he's had at the Giants. But like it's it was time to move on and start reevaluating where we go with a receiver because a playmaker is needed. Right, sorry, I've muted myself again. Have you? Are you disappointed with the decision, Brian, or do you think it's the right? I mean, for example, he could be a ring of he could be a ring of honor respite in in, in New York. No? Absolutely, one hundred percent the right decision. It doesn't make any sense to keep him. You know, I'm surprised it took so long. To be honest, Michael. Okay, no worries. Well, look, it's it's obviously good to it's good to talk about Golden Tate, and it's good to get the the, the point across with the Giants, and hopefully. Um, It'll be interesting to see where Golden Tate goes from here. Uh, Ring yeah. of Honor in the future, maybe? Potentially. Yeah. He'd probably go to Denver. Join probably the, go to this room. You're always complaining about there's an, an old folks crew there, so you might as well join them. Right? At this rate, why not? I mean, we're 55 minutes in. Boys, uh, we have a show tomorrow night. We have got uh, Steve Tasker coming up from the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, played for the Houston Oilers. I think, Mark, they used to be an NFL team, yeah, I think. They they are they were and they turned into the Tennessee Titans, Michael. Tennessee back Titans. In day, Tennessee. Back in the day. I'm getting my history in. I wasn't alive then. But uh, look, we'll we'll, we'll we'll come back to that. And <laughs> I'm only messed. I'm so sorry, boys. I've had a really bad week, but we're here now, and that's all that matters. Steve Tasker tomorrow night, nine p.m. And then I think if anything happens, we'll just go live during the week, like we winged it with JJ Watt. We had Jane Slater on. That was a great interview, boys. Well done. Well done for that. Now who's who's taking the night off the next night then, boys? Out of interest, must be your turn, Brian. <laughs> you had, you had all kinds of arrangements, you know. You missed out on a, a really good interview, but no, I'll joke aside. It was actually really good, and it was a very for people who haven't listened to it yet, who are keen on the Cowboys as well, were to listen. We let the uh, the Cowboys fans in in Ireland know that then. Uh, I'm sure, maybe boys, who knows, Brian might be a Cowboys fan from now on. Did you want to roll us out with a Cowboys chant? Well, the, in in fairness, the, the DAC situation is one that's going to be interesting, obviously, this week. Um, but there could be quite a few. Um, you know, the 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 Von Miller situation has to get to get resolved in in some way, yeah. shape, or form. Uh, you got Eric Fisher um, at at the Chiefs uh, because they, you know, everyone's under pressure with with the cap. Uh, where does Marcus Mariota go? That's pro probably another one. Um, so there, I think there will be quite a, a quite a few guys who uh, we we will see uh, over over the next week. Um, you know, and and we haven't mentioned it at all. Uh, we know that Ru the the Seahawks are taking calls on Russell Wilson. That's not to say he'll go, but they they publicly said basically this week or leaked it that they were open to offers. He's just he's just primed us for the next episode. You know? Yeah, it's like a time of Christmas. It's a time of leaks these days uh, and everything. And the other one to add to Colin's thing is. 
looking at towards the draft and how many great wide receivers we're looking at in a very wide receiver rich draft and does that impact people's strategy in free agency the wide receivers they release and again uh, leaving people on the shelf like a golden tate or someone like that or like a carl rudolph longer than you might expect because they will be able to and the market won't be as hard or as rabid as it usually is expert analysis and i, and I love it and colin russell wilson oh it doesn't work basically he goes like but it doesn't, it doesn't work. I like your reenactment, you. Michael. Can we can we make that a feature that my, Michael act, reenacts different wrestlers every week? Ba- back to StreamYard, Michael, eh? Back to, back to Well, I think for your case, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happens with Wi-Fi next week. Uh, look, who knows? We could be back on Sunday. I could be back on Monday. Night, but until then, thank you for your time, gentlemen. You can subscribe to our podcast on the Irish NFL Show on all good podcast platforms. We are on the Ponder Arena Facebook page. And by this going, we're on every night. We've been on more nights in the last month than we were at one point during the season. So, uh, gentlemen, good good to chat to you. Uh, feel free to come up north the weekend. I mean, there's plenty of sovereign cars up here at the minute, boys. Feel free to come up. We can maybe have a coffee outside. I think we're allowed to do that now next week. Uh, maybe a few vaccines going as well. And sure, look, see you soon. God bless. Take care. Good night. Good night. See ya. Bye.